Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Growing up being introverted, I got labeled as arrogant. And I got labeled as arrogant because I had strong, resting bitch face. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. On this episode, we're talking with AJ and Johnny of the AOC team, both uh, my business partners and the head instructors of our boot camps down in LA. This is another AOC Toolbox episode. We'll be talking about first impressions. We break this down into two different categories of appearance, static and dynamic. We'll go over the static components, such as the inescapable fact that looks do matter and what you can do besides pretty yourself up to maximize your genetics why nutrition and sleep are often the first things to suffer, and dynamic, body language and nonverbal communication, showcasing personality in the right ways, maximizing our circumstances and surroundings to make sure we're in the right places at the right times. There's also lots of science articles in the show notes here to support everything we say today on the show. So enjoy this episode with AJ, Johnny, and myself of the Art of Charm team. This is a topic that I think most people want to know more about because it's it's kind of like you get BSE advice like, well, it's all about having a firm handshake and good eye contact, which isn't terrible advice. It's just really incomplete. So I think it's good to have you guys talk about this at a detailed level and really break it down so that people can sort of sharpshoot the individual factors involved in their first impression. Yeah, I think a lot of us believe that a first impression starts when we actually introduce ourselves to someone. In reality, your first impression starts when they see you for the first time. So we really want to focus on four main components to that first impression so that we we make an impact. And we've all heard that saying, you don't get a second chance to make a good first impression. Remember my dad telling me that when I was growing up. Same thing, right? I need to learn how to give a firm handshake. I need to learn how to walk up to someone confidently. But in reality, it really starts before you even walk in the room, it starts with your static component, we call it. And that's just your genes and your looks, right? Your genes are responsible for your looks. So we're not going to bullshit you and say looks don't matter, right? You've heard that advice, looks don't matter, but looks do matter. So it's important that if we want to present ourselves confidently that we take care of ourselves and we do the best we can with the genes that we are given. And there's really three things that we can do here to impact our genes and ultimately our looks. And you've heard this advice all over the place. We're certainly not experts on these three things, but we want to raise awareness because these do play a crucial role in that first impression. And the first one, obviously, is exercise, making sure that we move our body 
allows us to feel good in our bodies so that we're going to make that confident first impression. Well, and it also goes to help feeling good inside and mentally feeling good and being alert. We could get really lethargic if we're not exercising. Brain starts to shut down. Body starts to shut down. And then, of course, we can end up in depression when we're not moving, getting those chemicals moving. Yeah. And there are three things that really are stimulated through exercise that are really important to us approaching strangers and starting a conversation. The first we are all aware of is testosterone. So how does testosterone make us better socially? Well, it makes us less risk averse. So if we feel some social anxiety, we're going to not want to go over and approach someone. But if you have a little extra testosterone pumping through you, you're going to feel more confident. You're going to take that risk. You're going to overcome that approach anxiety. So hitting the gym actually helps your social life. One of those things that not many people think about, how's those things connected? I mean, the science is right there, that testosterone. Yeah, and 90 minutes of heavy exercise a week will start to stimulate testosterone production in your body. That's going to help you overcome that social anxiety and that approach anxiety you might have when walking up to a stranger for that firm handshake, as we were laughing about earlier. You can also think of all those chemicals which comes with the chemicals and then also your internal thoughts as well. You were talking about risk adverse. I mean, talking to yourself through risk is going to be very important. And what you're going to be telling yourself comes down to being getting into the gym and getting those chemicals moving. If you're sitting or you're sedentary, you're already producing bad chemicals and that's not going to do anything. And then you have to go through the work of getting your body to start producing the right chemicals. And it's almost like, a freight train, if it's moving in one direction, slowing it down and slowly getting it moving in the, in the other direction, and that takes some effort. And there's two neurotransmitters, right, going back to this chemical idea that are stimulated through exercise that are really important, and that's dopamine and serotonin, right? Those two neurotransmitters allow us to enhance our mood so we feel more comfortable in social situations, and they actually make us more sociable, more chatty, which is why if you go to raves and clubs, right, people are doing drugs that stimulate those two neurotransmitters so they have a good time. But exercise also stimulates them. It's surprising just how much dopamine regulates how our behaviors and our actions I mean, we were talking about the attention game in the tech world now and how much that dopamine release on likes is poking at us, trying to get more likes. How silly is it when you post something on Instagram or Facebook and you only get five likes compared to the 30 some likes you got the day before? There's like this. Oh. Right. It's like, I got to delete this, right? I don't know. I, I <laughs> I'm not that popular. It's as stupid as it is. It is powerful. Yeah, it seems like it could be a motivator in one direction or in the other. And a lot of people, I think, make the mistake of thinking, all right, well, these chemicals make me feel a certain way, but I'll also feel good if I have a girlfriend, get a better job or something like that. But what you guys are saying is you create the actions that create the chemicals that then create the feelings that then create reciprocal actions, such as feeling like you can get more done or that feeling like you can be more social or you're less risk averse socially and things like that. I remember moving here to L.A. I was overweight and I used to make a lot of excuses for being overweight. Oh, looks don't matter. I still get girls attracted to me. I still have friends so I can not take care of my body. I realized moving out here, everyone obviously cares a lot about their body. Then I started moving my body and getting some exercise and I started seeing a huge difference in the way people responded to me just based on the amount of weight I was carrying on my body. So exercise obviously helps us internally, but 
Also, it is going to get people interested in you. It's going to get people to take notice. We all notice those people that are physically fit. So again, putting in the preparation beforehand, before that networking event, hitting the gym is going to stimulate these chemicals, make you feel good. Now, the flip side of exercise, obviously, is nutrition watching what you're putting in your body. Imagine having a lot of anxiety and not understanding what to do socially and then hitting in and out before heading to the networking event. How are you gonna feel? I'm about ready to take a nap. Right, sluggish, <laughs> unmotivated, and probably not willing to put yourself out there. So nutrition also plays a huge role in our first impression. Now, we're not gonna delve really deeply into this. There are other podcast guests who have stimulated your mind nutrition-wise. Yes, absolutely. But for the most part, if you avoid sugar, right, when it's added in foods, and also just processed foods that tend to be high in carbs, and the new research coming out is actually showing that high-carb diet has a negative impact on our health. So making sure that you have your nutrition in line, again, it's gonna make you feel confident when you walk in that room to nail that first impression. And it's so much easier to eat healthy nowadays than it has been previously in the past. I mean, growing up in the late 70s and early 80s, my house was stocked with carbs. It was just a normal part of like very Italian regimen. Well, you remember when you would see cereal commercials and it's like Frosted Flakes is a part of this breakfast and it's like orange juice, milk, bowl of Frosted Flakes, toast. No protein whatsoever, just carbs and some more carbs and some grains with some more grains on it and some fruit juice, which is like, just sugar water. It's like, oh, this is what you eat every day of your life. So if we're in a good mood, we're obviously gonna make a good first impression, right? Well, guess what? Food impacts your mood. Food has an impact on your mood. So making sure, again, before you hit that networking event, before you hit that night on the town, that you're feeding your brain and not feeding it with sugar and processed foods, which really impact your cognitive function. Your ability to find those words in conversation is gonna be impacted by your nutrition. And the third component, again, we've had experts on this podcast on this subject, about sleep. Understanding that getting a full eight hours of sleep is hugely important to your physical well-being and ultimately to your first impression, right? If I showed up on Tuesday, tomorrow before we teach class here at the Art of Charm headquarters in LA, and I hadn't got a good night's sleep, what are the guys in the room gonna be feeling about the boot camp that they're gonna experience? Well, yeah, I mean, we're gonna be talking about that enthusiasm, but if you are coming in and you're lethargic and you're sleepy and you're tired, how are you going to put on that smile? There's the smile that goes with it, it's in your eyes, it's in the way that you carry yourself. All of that is gonna be affected of whether or not you've gotten a decent night's sleep. So understanding that there are a few things that we can do to help us sleep better. Number one, investing in a high quality mattress. And you've heard a number of mattresses advertised on this podcast. We are huge believers in getting a quality mattress to make sure that you get a good night's sleep. And I myself purchased a Casper with the code and I love the Casper. It gives me a wonderful night's sleep, even better than some hotels that I've stayed in. And that Bedroom furniture is the furniture that gets used the most, but a lot of us invest in the couch and we skimp on the bed. And making sure that your bed is really comfortable with some comfortable sheets is also really helpful. And then lastly, limiting that blue light exposure that we get when we're going to bed. Blue light exposure stimulates you, does not allow you to get into those deeper sleep cycles. All of us probably put the laptop on our chest while we're watching a movie, going to bed, laying in our bed, and that is 
killing our sleep. And you've been talking about the wind down. The best thing that I ever did was move all of my chargers for all of my electronics, phone, computer, iPad into the living room so that I couldn't charge them in my bedroom. And now my phone is no longer my alarm clock. I actually have an analog alarm clock. Because the idea of staring at my phone when I go to bed and then waking up right away and seeing all the notifications, the texts, the emails, before I even get out of bed, you can dread those Monday mornings then, right? You just know that all this stuff's gonna be dumped on you. So having a nighttime ritual, plugging all of your electronics in the living room, and then allowing your bedroom to be blue light free. One of the reasons why I love podcasts so much is now there's no blue light in my face, no light on my computer, I'm just now listening rather than watching. I find that I usually pass out within an hour. Even when it's I've listened to the full podcast, I don't even put on another one. I'm in sleep mode. And it's just not having that computer blasting me in the face has changed my sleeping habits. And scientifically speaking, loss of sleep makes you less approachable. So if you're less approachable, if people don't want to talk to you, how do you think that's going to impact your first impression? can have a huge impact, right? So this is the foundation of our first impression. I love to think of it as a pyramid, right? The static level that we just talked about, taking care of your body, which ultimately takes care of your mind, before you even walk up to someone and talk to them, that static is the first level of our pyramid. Now, building off of that static, we'll talk about the second component of our first impression, and that is dynamic. If you think about that word, right, that word means movement. So what does movement mean? It means our nonverbal communication. At The Art of Charm, we are so focused on nonverbal communication because it does send such a strong signal before we even open our mouths. So we wanna make sure that when we walk in that room and understand that when people are seeing us for the first time, they're making that snap judgment or thin slicing us, we want to present ourselves in the right way, nonverbally. You're listening to The Art of Charm with Jordan Harbinger, AJ, and Johnny. We'll get right back to the show after a brief word from our sponsors. Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com slash charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Thanks for listening and supporting The Art of Charm. Let's get back to the toolbox with Jordan, AJ, and Johnny. And I know, Jordan, you, you have a quick drill that you can tell the audience here that you love doing when entering a room. Yeah, sure. So the doorway drill, which is a body language drill, which ensures that you have the right types of nonverbal communication. This drill comes from uh, one of our AOC coaches, I think, back in the day. And every time you walk through a doorway, you straighten up your body language so that you have your shoulders back, your chin up and your chest up. You don't have to exaggerate or you look like kind of an idiot. But the way that you do that is you just straighten up and reset to that position every single time you walk through a doorway. Bonus points if you can put a smile on your face. And of course, the problem is everybody walks through a doorway five seconds after they hear the show and they forget to do it because we walk through doorways all day. So that the little hack that we have is get a little stack of those mini post-it notes, put them up at eye level in the door frame. And every time you see that, you'll probably wonder why there's a post-it note there. That really quick reminder will remind you to just straighten up. Then you'll get in the habit of doing this every time you walk through a doorway in your own house, in your own office, which ideally will then translate into your remembering to do this every time you walk into a room, and that's when you usually make your first nonverbal first impression on everybody in that room is right when you walk in the door. Well, what I wanna add to that, a lot of people will think first, I have good body language, and you don't. And let me explain why this is important. If you haven't consciously chosen what your body language is gonna be, what you're gonna project, you are gonna go with the flow. So let's just say that if you're listening to this podcast, there's probably a good shot that maybe you're a software engineer or in computer sciences or in any sort of field like that. If you're in a room with a lot of those other people all day long, the stronger frame always dissolves the weaker one. So you're going to want to fit in. So you're going to adjust your body language to what everyone else is in that room. And if you're in a room with a bunch of people with poor body language, you can imagine that yours is going to go with that flow. So then when you leave that situation, you're going to have to present the body language that you've been in all day at work for eight hours, 10 hours. And that's really important. It's understanding why you might have body language, being able to take responsibility of there's a good possibility that I'm not presenting myself at the best of my ability and then making some points and to do that, such as your drill. And the best thing about body language it doesn't take very long to change that default. It's just a few weeks. But once you get it figured out, once you've gotten it to where you want it to be, it will then be there. And guess what? Those people work. If you're conscious about what you're going to be presenting, we'll start then to conform to what you're doing. And now you're the strongest. So basically, your body language can go to crap by being around other people with bad body language. And you can also you can also infect everyone else in your own office with good body language if you actually get yours together. I was just talking to one of our, of our guys yesterday. He just got a new job at a new startup and wanted some tips. You may not be able to control a lot of things in the office because you're the new guy there and it already has that company's culture and that's what's going on. However, you can lead from your seat. And so here, if you're going in, you're going to have a strong frame, you're going to have good body language and a great smile, you're presenting great things, you are then going to start spreading that to the other areas in your office. And now you are creating a conducive place for you to be happy when you go into work, which is going to allow you to excel. 
However, if there's a lot of negative energy, a lot of bad body language, and you have to go in and then get crunched down going with the flow of the other people, now you're putting yourself in a position where you don't want to go to work. Now you can't excel. And so it's always about leading from your seat. Exactly, to lean in. And I know growing up being introverted, I got labeled as arrogant. And I got labeled as arrogant because I had strong resting bitch face. Sure. Strong processing face where I was not smiling when I was talking to people. And I had my arms crossed a lot of the time. It was just comfortable for me, right? Sure. I closed myself off because I'm introverted. I'm nervous. And in closing myself off, I actually allow the other person to get a negative first impression of me. I'm not an arrogant guy. In fact, being a little anxious and a little bit introverted, I didn't feel confident around people. So how could this person feel that I was arrogant, right? It's the extreme opposite. But it was all down to the body language signals that I was sending out. And that's why that body check that Jordan was talking about, really standing up tall, confidently, opening your body language is going to make you approachable and is also going to open your mind so that you can be a better listener in conversation. And then lastly, that smile we all know lifts our mood and makes us more approachable. What is so great about this is you can make your daily life rough and be hard on you or you can make your daily life work with you and be easy for you. And it's going to start with you. So you were talking about what others perceive to be arrogant body language. And of course, you didn't know for myself. And this is why I say you might think you have good body language, but you really don't know. I thought of myself as having good body language before I got into all this. And I learned it was closed off and it was I didn't get arrogant, but maybe too cool for school. Aloof. Yeah, yeah aloof. And it was so easy to see others people perception of me when I had changed mine and when I had opened up with a big smile and I had open body language and I saw that reflected back to me. I was like, wow, I had been making things so difficult on myself when all it is is a simple shift. And now these impressions are going really well. Imagine, right? If you want to climb a mountain, you don't dig a hole. <laughs> so that's exactly what we're talking about here. If you nail that first impression, conversation goes well, people approach you, your whole night changes if you learn how to change your first impression. I know for us, Jordan and I took a Dale Carnegie course where we had to do some public speaking and they videotaped us. Oh, yeah. And you always in your mind have this vision of yourself as being confident, as delivering this amazing speech or we then borrowed it and now we videotape all of our clients here in LA because everyone internally thinks, yeah, I'm smiling, AJ. Sure. I have a great body language until you actually see yourself on video. The great part is it allows you to correct these things a lot faster because viscerally, subconsciously, your mind is like, whoa, I gotta change that immediately. Cringing, basically. Well, it's night and day. I always have to come in on Wednesday, the day after video work, but I always do a quick review because I want to see where everyone's head is about that experience because your target visible, it can be really hard hitting. That's what we want. And so I'll go around the room and there's always a few guys. There's a lot who were like, I was ready for it. And then there was a lot saying I was not ready for right. it. And if you have this picture in your head and what is shown on that screen is it'll wear at you. It'll wear. The tape doesn't lie. Right. So if you come in and you think, look, I'm probably going to be one of the more advanced people here. I don't really, this is going to be fun, but I don't really need this part of it. And then you see yourself on the tape and like your 30 years of what you thought you looked like goes down the drain. You have a long night of thinking how you showed up for your entire life. Well, everyone says it's the same thing. They're like, it was hard to watch, but I'm so much better for that. Yeah. yeah. And now a lot of things click, right? Now you understand why people are reacting the way they are to you because you're not projecting the right dynamic fundamental. Understanding that nonverbal communication is a huge part of your first impression 
And that is the second fundamental. Now, the third fundamental is, I think, what everyone thinks of when they think of first impression, and that's, well, what you're wearing, self-presentation. That's your style and grooming. But that's really the third component. That's how we build off of being in shape and having good body language. Okay, what is the way that we're presenting ourselves to the audience? And we know that we get different effects based on what we wear, right? If I show up in a suit, you're going to perceive me differently than if I show up in some ripped jeans and a tank top. Better believe it. So understanding that we want to make sure that our style and grooming are sending the right message. Now, what happens to our style and grooming when we're lacking some confidence when we're down, when our self-esteem's taking a hit? Well, your style is going to want to be things that are too big covering you up so you can hide in your clothes. Right. You might even have some stains on them, right? You might just be like, who cares? I don't care, right? Style and grooming are the first thing that go out the window when we don't feel confident about ourselves. And guess what? The rest of the world sees that. And if you don't feel confident, if you don't put in that attention, why is someone else going to take attention in you? And sure. And there's a million different styles that you can dress in, but you want to make sure everything's clean and everything's well fitting. And of course, that you're also comfortable in the statement that you're trying to make. Right. You want to wear the clothes, not the clothes wear you. So we want our style to say something about ourselves. Now, the one thing that I want to keep in mind is don't overdo it. Right. A lot of times when we're going out and we want to make a statement, we end up putting on a watch, a bracelet, shoes, belt. Next thing you know, you got 17 accessories and people are like, whoa, turn down that volume. When it comes to style, you definitely want to fit into a tribe. And even the three of us are members of different tribes, you know, Johnny being more rock and roll. So with that, right, identify your tribe and then have that one statement piece, whether it's a watch or a bracelet, a piece of jewelry, your shoes, maybe. That's really the only thing you need to draw people in. Obviously, the flip side of this is your grooming, right? You want to be well-groomed, making sure that you take care of yourself. And obviously, the females listening to the show know a lot about that. They spend far more time grooming themselves than we do as men. It is important that both of us, both men and women, put our best foot forward with grooming, making sure that your nails are trimmed, your hair is cut, that you are taking care of yourself and showing the world that you love yourself. We'll be right back with more from the guys after these quick messages. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. plushcare.com slash weightloss. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thanks for listening and supporting The Art of Charm. For a list of all of our amazing sponsors and discounts, visit theartofcharm.com slash advertisers. Now for the conclusion of our toolbox with Jordan, AJ, and Johnny. I noticed that a lot of guys especially do this thing where they're like not in good shape, 
You can tell they're not well rested, they're not taking good care of themselves on a nutritional or sleep level, so then they try to add on style elements. They're thinking, oh, I'm gonna distract people with my light up belt buckle and 17 rings from the fact that you know my clothes don't fit quite correctly or that I'm 30 pounds overweight. You really can't balance one out with the other. These all have to be in place at a certain degree because you can really see through somebody who's trying to put lipstick on the pig, so to speak. We definitely want to speak to our personality, but we don't want to overdo it, right? So Johnny wears some band shirts. I focus on shoes. That's something that I feel I can really accessorize with. A lot of people get into watches or jewelry, but that one piece is going to be enough to really set you apart. The fourth and final component of our first impression, I think, is the one that gets overlooked the most. That's circumstance or incidental, we call it. And really, that comes down to your location and your surroundings. So We think about our location, right? If our first impression starts when people see us, then it's important that we put ourselves in a highly visible place. I can't tell you how many times I go out to events and people are in the corners, right, against the wall, trying to remove themselves, get as far back. It's a very safe place in that corner. And guess what? That wallflower effect leads to people not taking any interest in you. So one of the key things we teach here at boot camp is where to stand in a high traffic area so that you can confidently project that positive signal out to the room, understanding that if people can see you, they can make a good first impression of you versus if you're hiding, it's gonna be very hard for anyone to take notice. Your surroundings are another component of this and your surroundings are essentially the people you're hanging out with, whether it's the people you just met or the people you brought with you, your surroundings are how people are judging you, right? Are you and your friends having a great time at this event or has everyone got their arms crossed, eyes darting around the room, not paying attention? It's funny that you should mention that because a lot of questions I get is, hey, I've been trying to change some things up and I'm still going out and finding myself doing the same things. Well, let's just say, that you and your three friends that you've got who are going out this evening, it's going to take all of them changing it, right? If you, so if you go out with your three friends, they're going to do the same thing that they always do. It's going to make it hard for you to make changes. And even if you yourself can muster up a few changes, as I mentioned earlier, the stronger frame dissolves the weaker one. So if you have three friends who are not willing to do things completely different or make some changes, it's hard for you to continue fighting that off and you'll just fall back into old patterns and habits. And which is going to make the evening go the way it always does. Which is why, you know, we try to make things simple. We covered a conversation formula in an earlier toolbox so that you can walk up to anyone and and have a conversation. So if you are in that situation where you feel like you're struggling to get outside of your shell, take a look at changing up the venues you're going to and maybe not hanging out with your friends, going out alone and giving yourself an opportunity to present yourself fully instead of falling into those old patterns and habits with your friends. Where do we start with that, going out alone? Because that sounds terrifying to people who just heard that. Right now there's people going, I know I need to do that, but there's no way in hell I'm gonna do that. Well, where you go is going to make it easier or harder. So if I go out by myself and I'm gonna go to some mega club, right? (laughs) Yeah. So the energy that I have to bring to go into there and make some things happen is through the roof. 
but I want to go to something that's maybe a more loungy or more dive or just a smaller place where I can sit at the bar. Or a meetup group where you know everyone has the same interests, right? So you're all kind of starting on the same level. Or a networking event. I mean, there are a lot of easier ways to go about it than just running to the nearest bar, running to the nearest club, so that you can put yourself in a social environment and start to meet new people. I think that's the biggest key. A lot of us find ourselves holding on to friends that are detrimental to our physical and mental well-being simply because we don't feel like we have any other options and we've invested in them. The thing that makes all this really exciting is if you change a few things, when you're in an environment that is celebrates taking risk, that encourages you to do some things different, you would be surprised what you're capable of. And you'll also be surprised of how you'll naturally do some things that in the past you would not have done. You have not have done. After guys come through the program, they see just what they're actually capable of because they're in an environment and encourages risk and encourages doing things differently. So they do all these crazy things that they thought they'd never be able to do or thought was difficult. And then the first thing you need to do to recreate that environment when you go home is making sure you're surrounding yourself with those people who are celebrating the right things. Understanding that where you stand and the people you surround yourself with have an impact on your first impression. So standing in a highly trafficked area, right? The easiest way to do that is to stand where the refreshments are at the event or stand where the drinks are being served at the bar, right? The elbow of the bar where everyone kind of queues up to get their drink, that's a highly trafficked area. And if you just perch yourself there standing nearby, you're going to have a lot of people coming and going and you're going to have a lot of opportunity to use that conversation formula that we taught you in an earlier toolbox episode so that you're set up for success. And I will tell you one thing, if you focus on these four things, I know some of it may have sounded like common sense, some of it you're already doing. But if you put in a little extra effort and energy on these four things, you will get approached when you go out. So you want to talk about, oh my God, it's so intimidating to go out alone. Well, now I know that I make such a good first impression that people approach me. Well, I feel a lot more empowered to go out. I go out alone. I don't now feel that I need to drag people out to have a good time. I know that I can nail my first impression and get people interested in me. And if you nail it, you don't have to think about it. So how many times You went out, you met a new cool person that you wanted to have that good first impression, and then you spent the next three days wondering, well, they didn't hit me back, they didn't friend me on Facebook, did I not make the good impression, what do they think of me? And now you're wasting so much cognitive power on something that you cannot change now. Right. Had you nailed it, you would not be thinking about this. You wouldn't have to worry about it. And whether it goes down well or not, you're done. You've done your job. You never have to think about it again. I looked at the show notes for this that you guys sent me. There's tons of posts. There's science behind all the things that we discussed today. We're going to make sure that's all in the show notes as well. So if people go, well, wait a minute, how does this work? Or wait, I want more info on where do I stand in proximity and all these different things you guys mentioned. We're going to have all of those posts in the show notes as well. So consider this toolbox an overview of all these different areas that we can work on, things that we can get started on right away. And then of course, the details will be in the blog post linked in the show notes as well. Guys, thank you so much. All right. Great big thank you to AJ and Johnny. As usual, pure gold from the AOC team. And remember, if you come to boot camp, these are two of your head instructors that you're gonna see there. Chance to learn from them in person as well. Tweet at me your number one takeaway from AJ, Johnny, and myself here today. I'm at The Art of Charm on Twitter. As usual, we're always replying to your questions and feedback on Fan Mail Friday. You can find the show notes for this episode at theartofcharm.com slash podcast. 
And hey, look, if you want to apply this stuff, you want to put it into action, join the AOC challenge at theartofcharm.com slash challenge, or you can text AOC to the number 38470. That's AOC to the number 38470. The challenge is about improving these skills in real time. So we've got challenges, missions, drills, networking, connection skills. The idea is to make you a better thinker and to be able to put this stuff into action in real time. It's free. The whole point is forward momentum for those who want to dip their toes in the water. And we'll also send you the rest of our fundamentals toolbox that I mentioned earlier on the show. That includes great practical stuff ready to apply right out of the box. More on reading body language and charismatic nonverbal communication, the science of attraction, negotiation techniques, networking and influence strategies, persuasion tactics, and everything else that we teach here at The Art of Charm. It'll make you a better networker, a better connector, and a better thinker. That's theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text AOC to the number 38470. This episode of AOC was produced by Jason DeFilippo. Jason Sanderson is our audio engineer and editor, and the show notes on the website are by Robert Fogarty. Theme music by Little People. Transcriptions by transcriptionoutsourcing.net. I'm your host, Jordan Harbinger. If you can think of anyone who might benefit from the episode you've just heard, please pay AOC and myself the highest compliments and pay it forward by sharing this episode with that person. It only takes a moment and great ideas are meant to be shared and you can share easily in your podcast player or using Spotify. So share the show with friends and enemies. Stay charming and leave everything and everyone better than you found them. 